Chapter Sixteen of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixteen: Borrowed Trouble. A broad beam of sunshine awoke Caroline the next morning. She opened her eyes suddenly and lay for some minutes before she could decide where she was. No sunshine had ever succeeded in getting into the little hall bedroom which had been hers while at Mrs. Brinker's. Oh she said at last aloud the word was partly a confession of the fact that she remembered who and where she was and partly an exclamation over the contents of the large armchair near her bed she stared at them for a few minutes then sprang out of bed and began an investigation the clothing which she had taken off the night before and arranged in a neat group as her mother had taught her had entirely disappeared in its place was a new suit, complete even to the long black stockings, very soft and fine, which hung over the back of the chair. It was also plainly to be understood why one of Caroline's shoes had gone downtown with Mrs. Packard the night before. Here were two shoes that had never belonged to her before, but which looked so exactly the shape of her foot that it was hardly possible they were not intended for her they are too grand for me said the young girl in a murmur half of bewilderment and half of delight but then i shall have to wear them or go barefoot they have taken my others i wonder if it can be that i am expected to put on this wonderful dress and before breakfast too she held it up before her as she spoke a soft wool dress of lovely olive-green tints trimmed with velvet of the same bewitching shade and finished at the throat with a delicate edge of something which looked like silver lace-work caroline who had royal tastes felt herself tingle even to her fingers ends as they softly touched the velvet what could dr forsythe mean by ordering such a dress as this for her or was it possible that mrs packard had made a mistake and bought material altogether too fine and rich could it be intended for her anyway how did they ever find a dress already made which looked as though it might fit her exactly caroline's knowledge of city stores was limited neither did she understand how readily they could undertake to fit by measure a person whom they had never seen especially when so careful and capable a woman as mrs packard had seen her it really was surprising what a change a becoming dress made in the prevailing style wrought in the young girl her face flushed a brilliant red as she looked at herself from head to foot in the glass when at last she was dressed i do not believe fanny kedwin would know me at all was actually her first thought her second was a wish that mother and daisy and ben could see her and the third was whether mother would approve of such elegance surely she could not have understood what dr forsythe was going to do i ought to take it off said the poor girl sitting down in bewilderment on the side of the bed i ought not to wear such clothes we are poor and my mother cannot afford it and i am her daughter i do not know what to do i am sure there must be some mistake why did they take my own clothes away they had no right to do that her perplexity was taking the form of indignation when a knock at the door interrupted her thoughts may i come in 
said mrs packard really my dear i must say that miss watson did exceedingly well she was sure she could fit you from my description but of course i was anxious and the things came home too late to be tried last night i hope you like the dress it is very beautiful ma'am said caroline blushing painfully but and then she stopped well said mrs packard not unkindly is there anything wrong about them i suppose there is of course it would be surprising if ready-made garments fitted exactly it is nothing but what can be remedied i hope oh it is not that caroline made haste to say they fit beautifully but i thought there must be some mistake ma'am i was not to have such nice clothes at least i did not suppose i was and i cannot think my mother would like it i have nothing to do with that my dear said mrs packard with a quiet smile i followed dr forsythe's orders very carefully as i always do the smile for some reason made caroline feel very uncomfortable i think there must be some mistake she said with dignity we are poor and we do not dress in such nice clothes and i do not want anybody to give me what we cannot afford i am not an object of charity ben would certainly have called his sister some of his old teasing names if he had seen her then eyes as well as cheeks seemed to be blazing she was in the mood to take off every garment that she had put on and was only held from beginning the work then and there by the thought that her own dress had disappeared if you please i should like my own dress she said trying to control her voice and speak quietly i want to put it on of course you can have it said mrs packard very coldly i have not stolen it child i took the liberty to take it away last night because i saw there was a place in the sleeve that needed darning and i repaired it for you i will send it to you at once and your other clothing you will find in that large closet at the end of the bureau i might suggest however that it was dr forsythe's direction that you should be dressed for church when you came to the breakfast table that was why i took the pains to arrange everything for you last night that you might have as little trouble with it as possible this certainly is more becoming than the dress you wore yesterday but suit yourself with the mention of dr forsythe's name caroline's absurd anger which she did not half understand subsided but in its place was a great distress she could not get away from the feeling that this lofty woman with a disagreeable smile had made a mistake and fitted her out in a manner which dr forsythe would not approve would it be possible for me to see dr forsythe a moment before breakfast she asked and her voice was meeker than before i am sure i do not know mrs packard said turning coldly away we are not in the habit of disturbing dr forsythe in this house if we can help it he has very little time to himself as it is but if the matter is important enough you might ring the reception room bell and thomas will see how hopelessly formidable this sounded caroline felt as though she could never do it in the world and yet was at that moment exceedingly sure she could not go down to breakfast in what seemed to her borrowed plumage she turned away in despair and walked toward the sunny window just as another knock lighter than mrs packard's sounded on her door 
it was mrs packard who opened the door and let in dorothy good morning said the low sweet voice oh caroline how very pretty you look papa will like that dress i think how nicely you fitted her mrs packard i do not see how you could i am glad somebody appreciates it said mrs packard somewhat stiffly and she stooped and kissed dorothy as she spoke if caroline had not been so full of distress over her own imaginary troubles she would have seen that the good woman had tried hard to please and was hurt and disappointed over this way of receiving her work but the poor girl could think only of herself at that moment oh dorothy she said her face and voice full of distress do you think it would be possible for me to see your father just a moment before breakfast i would not hinder him but a minute and indeed i must see him before i can go downstairs of course said dorothy promptly papa always sees people who need him are you sick caroline oh i hope you are not sick i will ring my little bell which papa always answers himself when he can and you can come to my room and see him will that do if you want to speak to him quite alone i will stay here and wait for you she turned as she spoke and went toward the little white knob on the wall while mrs packard without more words left the room in a very few minutes dr forsythe's quick knock was heard at the door it was dorothy who answered it papa she said returning his kiss it is caroline she needs to see you then she vanished leaving caroline alone with the doctor i wanted to see you she began in confusion to ask or i mean to say that i do not think i can be dressed as you meant i think mrs packard must have made a mistake does not the dress suit you his voice was very kind yet caroline felt that she was not making herself in the least understood it is beautiful she said desperately too beautiful and that is the trouble i am afraid my mother would not like it and i do not if she doesn't we are poor and cannot afford such clothes but we have always worn our own clothes i mean the ones we earned and i she came to another abrupt pause was she not appearing as an ungrateful ill-mannered little girl how could she put her trouble into words and make dr forsyth understand but a light had broken over his face he began to understand let us sit down and see about this he said drawing a chair for caroline and one for himself you are afraid your mother would consider you too much dressed for the work which you have to do is that the idea i thought so suppose we consider it carefully your mother has placed you in my care for the winter to do certain work for me and to be guided by my judgment in return i am to furnish you with board and clothing now your clothing though i have no doubt it was entirely suited to the place you filled at home is not in mrs packard's estimation suitable to your place here besides it was of course wearing out as clothes have a way of doing in all such matters we of this household have a habit of deferring to mrs packard's judgment because she understands the points and because it is her duty to attend to them i gave her general directions 
and the amount of money which she judged after carefully estimating the probable price of things would be enough it seemed a very reasonable sum to me and she has not applied for more money but on the contrary has assured me that she has some left therefore i judge that she has done her work well and if the dress suits you everything is as it should be your feeling in regard to your mother's opinion does you credit if you did not understand that i was to furnish the clothes for this season and be the one to determine their general fitness for the place which you are to fill that being the case it is my taste you understand which ought to govern yours and even hers as to the question of other people's clothes which i think troubled you a little you are mistaken the clothes are yours and fairly earned or are to be i consider the services which you are to give me in return fairly warrant the expenditures which i have made otherwise i should not have made them so it is purely a business transaction but suppose it were otherwise and i had chosen to make you a gift i hope and believe that you are going to cultivate a nature which is fine enough to receive gifts from your friends even when they take the form of useful articles which you need any other spirit than that is a false one and has its root not in self-respect but in pride dr forsythe's tones had been kindness itself and there was a pleasant smile on his face as he looked at the red-cheeked girl before him but she felt exceedingly ashamed i have been very foolish i am afraid she said at last in a low voice under the power of his calm kind words her outburst seemed to herself extremely silly no he said gently not intentionally foolish you have only a mistaken sense of independence i think you will probably hear a great deal about that word and you cannot begin too early to learn that there is a false pride sometimes named independence which has no right whatever to the name but i think we understand each other now you did quite right to come to me with your troubles if you will always show such prompt good sense in getting rid of them we shall do nicely now if everything is straight we will get dorothy and go to breakfast at the end of one of the long halls was a pier-glass in which our young woman could view herself from head to foot it was when she was ready for church that she stopped before it and took a survey she was certainly a very different-looking girl from that short-waisted short-skirted one who had looked at herself but the day before her heavy sack of rough cloth trimmed with large buttons and her trim little hat with a nodding plume were not only unlike anything she had ever worn but were finer than fanny kedwin had ever appeared in though her mother spent more money than some people thought was wise upon her daughter's dress moreover caroline was softly smoothing her first pair of kid gloves while she looked and thought dr forsythe had said that everything was straight between them but it was not true caroline's difficulties though not of the same shade as they had been an hour before were still perplexing enough why should she have such pretty things and daisy her own little sister go so plainly dressed why should ben have to wear his shabby overcoat outgrown even last winter while she was in a plush trimmed coat of beautiful shape and fit how could anything be right however one question had been settled for her 
plainly she had hurt the feelings of mrs packard and as that lady in a neat black dress and wrap passed down the hall just then with head erect and a cold look in her eyes caroline shyly addressed her if you please mrs packard i like my dress and hat and everything very much they are beautiful and i think you must have had a great deal of trouble to get them i thank you very much i am sure i'm glad if you like them mrs packard said still somewhat stiffly i thought this morning that i had made a big mistake somehow and nothing was right caroline had much ado to keep the tears from showing in her eyes it was very trying to find that nobody quite understood her oh it wasn't that there was any mistake of that kind she hurried to say i don't know how to explain what i mean but my brother ben has to wear his old overcoat that he has outgrown and daisy hasn't had a new dress in a long while and mother wears here caroline's voice forsook her at the remembrance of that dear mother's much-worn black dress and old-fashioned shawl there came such a lump in caroline's throat as refused the passage of another word there was no need for more words at last mrs packard understood bless your dear heart she said in a hearty friendly voice don't you go to spoiling your eyes and making yourself miserable over such kinds of questions it is just this way you and i have to go to church and sit in dr forsythe's pew and be counted as part of his family and we have to look so that folks won't stare at us and think we aren't respectable what you and i call fine folks of that kind think is only being decent and things have to fit in where they are put the doctor understands this and plans accordingly and what we have to do is fit in where we are put bless you your clothes didn't cost half as much as you think i dare say the right color and shape have a great deal to do with such things and dr forsythe's pocket-book doesn't know anything is out of it he carries a different pocket-book from what you and i do i can tell you that caroline at once had a vision of a little paper pocket-book faded and worn and with exactly fifteen cents in it all the money she had in the world and she could not help laughing at the thought of dr forsythe being obliged to use it End of chapter sixteen